Policy. Here. Commissioner Louie. Here. Commissioner Jupiter Jones. Here. And Commissioners Anderson and Mazzola have excused absences. The San Francisco Recreation and Park Commission acknowledges that we occupy the unceded ancestral homeland of the Ramatish Ohlone peoples who are the original inhabitants of the San Francisco Peninsula. We honor the Ramatish Ohlone peoples for their enduring commitment to Mother Earth. As the indigenous protectors of this land and in accordance with their traditions, the Ramatish Ohlone have never ceded, lost, nor forgotten their responsibilities as the caretakers of this place, as well as for all peoples who reside in their traditional territory. As stewards of parkland, we recognize our duty to honor the Ohlone through thoughtful and informed preservation and interpretation of ancestral land. As uninvited guests, we affirm their sovereign rights as first peoples and wish to pay our respects to the ancestors, elders, and relatives of the Ramatish community. Good morning and welcome to the Recreation and Park Commission meeting of August 17, 2023. This meeting is being held in hybrid format with the meeting occurring in person in City Hall room 416 with options to join and provide public comment both in person and remotely. We ask that you please turn off electronic devices and take any secondary conversations outside in order for the meeting to proceed as efficiently as possible. We ask listeners to turn down your televisions and or computers while listening on the phone. We ask for your patience if we experience any technical issues. Public comment will be available for each item on the agenda. Unless otherwise announced by the president, each person will have two minutes for public comment on each item. For each item, the commission will take public comment first from people attending the meeting in person and then from people attending the meeting remotely. If you would like to speak on any item today, we request but do not require you to complete a blue card. For those who would like to join the meeting remotely, you may view the meeting live on SFGovTV or via webinar using the link provided at the top of today's agenda. You may provide public comment remotely via our webinar or via phone by calling 415-655-0001 using today's access code 26610982119 and webinar password 0817. When you hear the agenda item you would like to comment on, call dial star 3 to be added to the queue to speak. You will be lined up in the system in the order you dial star 3. The system will notify you when you are in line and waiting, during which time the system will be silent. All callers will remain on mute until their line is open. Everyone must account for the time delays and speaking discrepancies between live coverage and streaming. Please address your comments to the commission during public comment on items. In order to allow equal time for all, neither the commission nor staff will respond to any questions during public comment. The commission may ask questions of staff after public comment is closed. If there is an item of interest to you that is not on the agenda, and is under the subject matter jurisdiction of the commission, you may speak under general pub public comment, and that is item four and continued to item eight. Alternatively, you may submit public comment in either of the following ways, by emailing recpark.commission at sfgov.org. If you submit public comment via email, it will be included in the legislative file as part of the matter. Written comments may also be sent via the U.S. Postal Service to San Francisco Recreation and Park Commission, 501 Stanyan Street, San Francisco, California, 94117. The following are short announcements for those of you joining us in person today. If the fire alarms activate, you must evacuate the building in an orderly fashion using any exit. Please note that elevators will immediately return to the first floor and are not available for use. If you need assistance out of the building, please make your way to the closest area of refuge, which is directly across the hall in the men's restroom. Inside the restroom is a speaker box. Press it and City Hall security will answer. Let them know your location and they will assist you. Please note that this commission meeting is recorded and will be available for later viewing on sfgovtv.org. We are now on item two, the president's report. Thank you. I'll be brief. Um, two, two things. 
One, uh, I was uh, informed this morning that the uh, department received zero complaints after outside lands, so I'd like to congratulate the staff. I know we work every year to try and improve relations with neighbors and how the effort is uh, set up and taken down, and so I think it reflects a real accomplishment. Uh, and uh, so to all those involved, extend our gratitude. Secondly, uh, with sadness, I want to note the passing of Nancy Werfel. Uh, some of you uh, who've come to these meetings before know that at least for the last 12 years that I've been on the commission, she would show up regularly and uh, she read every agenda. She read all the attachments. She had a knack for reading spreadsheets and she had a knack for noting when there was a T that wasn't crossed or an I that wasn't dotted and she never failed to remind us uh, that we work for the public. Um, I think we're a better commission and department because of Nancy and so I say with a certain sadness that we uh, sent her ahead of us. With that, that concludes my report. Okay, so now I'll take public comment. Um, this is just on the President's report, item two. So for those of you who are here for general public comment, that'll be item four. Is there any comment on the President's report? Okay, seeing none. Uh, Jeanette, do we have anyone with their hands raised? Okay, seeing nobody with their hands raised, public comment is closed. We're now on item three, general manager's report. Do you have anything today? Yes, I do. Um, I'm not trying to encroach on your uh, commission spot. I just wasn't logged in over there. So <laughs> my apologies, commissioners. Uh, good morning, everyone. Uh, Sarah Madlin's uh, sitting in for the general manager this morning. Uh, I have a short general manager's report for you. Uh, first of all, our Fulton Plaza Carnival is coming up. Uh, rides, games, cotton candy, anyone? That's all coming next week when Civic Center Carnival kicks off. The four-day carnival is happening at Fulton Plaza and begins Thursday, August 24th. Uh, with 500 to 1,000 people expected each day, the carnival will bring much-needed life and joy to the Civic Center area. Uh, we are looking forward to this exciting activation, and it is the first of many at the site. It comes on the heels of our announcement of a pilot project uh, to enhance neighboring UN Plaza, adding skating elements, tables for chess, ping pong, uh, and tech ball. Uh, we also announced last week a new bike share program in Golden Gate Park. Uh, with MTA and Reckon Park, we unveiled the first ever Bay Wheels bike share stations in Golden Gate Park. Eight new stations arrived just in time for outside lands, and another four will be installed in the next few weeks. This gives park goers more options when it comes to getting around Golden Gate Park from the Conservatory of Flowers to the far western side near Ocean Beach. The stations fill a critical gap in the Bay Wheel Station Network, um, and this was also a key part of the Golden Gate Park Safety and Access Program. So we're continuing to deliver on the commitments made uh, through that, that program. Next week, we are looking forward to unveiling new renovations at HERS Playground in the Sunnydale neighborhood. Uh, the play, renovations to the playground got underway just 10 months ago, and we are happy to announce and hope that you will join us at a ribbon-cutting ceremony on Thursday, August 24th at 5 p.m. to celebrate this reopening. Uh, this, this playground and clubhouse are critical resources for kids and families in the surrounding 
Sunnydale and Visitation Valley neighborhoods. Um, and as you know, commissioners, we are also working on a new gym in the area uh, with Hope SF. So it's the beginning of a lot of transformation in the space. Uh, Outside Lands, as President Buell noted, uh, concluded this weekend. It was our 15th annual concert. Uh, we estimate over 225,000 people came over the three days. The festival included 96 Bay Area restaurants with over 700 menu items, as well as drinks from 35 wineries and 30 breweries. Um, as you know, Outside Lands is not only a, a fun, wonderful cultural activity that draws people from all over the country, it provides invaluable financial support to this department. Over the last 15 years, the festival has generated more than a billion dollars in, in economic activity in the city, including hotel nights, <coughs> restaurant visits, and support of other local businesses. Uh, finally, the Women's World Cup. Uh, our, our World Cup viewings have concluded, although you can watch it's the semis on Saturday at 2 in the morning, I believe, and uh, the finals on Sunday if you're up early. <laughs> Excuse me, not the semis, the third place game. Um, and as you know, we had public viewings here in the city. The last game occurred last week on Thursday, Spain versus the Netherlands with over 600 people attending. Previous events had over a thousand people showing up on the JFK promenade for the watch party and about a thousand people at Embarcadero Plaza. This is a real feat given that many of you know the, the tournament is happening in Australia and New Zealand and the times are really, really wonky. <laughs> um, a big shout out to our partners at uh, the Office of Economic and Workforce Development, Street Soccer USA, the Parks Alliance, and the East Cut Community Benefit District. Sticking with soccer, we uh, last week installed an innovative feature at Sunset Rec Center called Golfers. Say that six times. Uh, golfers are permanent collapsible goal posts installed underneath basketball hoops that were developed and patented by a former professional soccer player and founder of the nonprofit Over Under initiative, Kyle Martino. Um, thanks to the commissioners who joined us at this event. Um, and they are in this newest addition to the rec center basketball courts will help convert the space into a multi-use court and make it even more loved. Uh, finally, we I have two more items. The U.S. Uh, tennis, the U.S. Open tennis championships um, are just around the corner. And for those of you not flying to New York, uh, please join us at Golden Gate Park Tennis Center for a watch party. September 9th, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the Goldman Tennis Center. Finally, fall registration is around the corner. Kids started back to school this week, and our, uh, our registration begins this Saturday, August 19th at 10 a.m. Uh, there's a little something for everyone, for a wide variety of programs for kids, adults, and seniors, from flag football, kayaking tours of India Basin in Lake Merced, archery, pottery making, swimming, pickleball, tennis, basketball. Uh, registration for seniors and priority registrations for scholarship recipients began Wednesday, yesterday, um, and will continue uh, for the general public on Saturday. That concludes the general manager's report. Thank you. Do we have any public comment in room 416 on item three, the general manager's report? Okay. And do we have any hands raised on our line? No hands raised, so that concludes public comment. 
Commissioners, do you have anything to say about the general manager's report? Great. Okay. We are moving on to general public comment. I have quite a few blue cards. Um, we usually do 15 minutes, so I'll check in with the president when we get to 15 minutes. Yeah. If we're close to the end, we'll finish. If we're not, we'll move it to item eight. Okay, great. So everyone will have two minutes, and I'm going to start with Hillary Brown, our District 5 Prozac representative. Come on up, Hillary. Hello, Commissioners. I know some of y'all who know who I am. I'm, I'm Hillary Brown from Prozac, representing District 5. Actually, I'm speaking on behalf of my constituency. They don't want the pro project to go where it is. They probably have a pause. And they probably have, they have to continue the market, the market to be still there. Because I myself live like four blocks from Safeway and I got a big budget. But this is not about me. It's about the constituency I, I represent in the Tenderloin. When they're affected, they can't afford food from Safeway. They can't or afford places outside the neighborhood when it comes to healthy food. So that's speaking may have. And I was also at that event. We had a, a community gathering, a community gathering, and, and I, I spoke on that because I said I am consistent. I am speaking on behalf of my constituency, and I'm willing to do that. I, I, I will put my concerns of my constituency over the Department of Rec's agenda with pertaining my district I represented. That's what I want to say. Thank you, Hillary. Okay, I'm going to call three names at a time, so feel free to kind of queue up on the side here. I have May, Hank, and then Laura. Hi, thank you. Um, I want to bring an issue to your attention. I live in the marina. I live in a condo, not one with a waterfront view, incidentally. <laughs> and one of the things that we have recently become aware of in our neighborhood, because it has not been widely publicized, is that there is a new boat harbor planned for 235 boats that's going to fill in the only open area on the marina green that gives a 180-degree view from Golden Gate to Alcatraz and beyond. Um, this is coupled with the fact that um, this came out of a result out of a 2021 settlement that the city made with PG&E, which was intended to clean up the toxins that are bubbling up from the gas house cove in East Harbor. Apparently, the boat harbor, allow, it was a deal that Park and Rec has worked out so that PG&E only has to clean up about 15% of the toxins that are coming up and polluting our entire area. This has not been widely publicized. And so our neighbors are getting very upset that this is happening, now they're learning of it, and we have over 2,500 signatures on two petitions within the last few weeks. And it's not just from people in the community, or our community, it's people who are around the city. People all over the city and frankly all over the world come to that place to watch America's Cup. That's why they chose to be here. GP sailing races, Fleet Week, um, Fourth of July celebrations, triathlons, all those races. That is why people have those things there. And they picnic, and they bike, and they walk their dogs. Um, so what we want you to do, Kelly Rutnick in a recent uh, Chronicle article said, oh, the boat harbor is basically a done deal. That's not okay. We want you to reevaluate the environmental impact report that was last done in full in 2007. 
It needs to be reevaluated. We need to look at these toxins because it's going to affect the entire Bay Area, and it, that area affects the entire face of the waterfront for San Francisco. It's very iconic, and I'm, this has been going on so long that you probably need to look at the details. We ask your help and Thank to make you. this an agenda item in the future. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to have Hank, Laura, and then Aaron. Hi, I'm May Ng, and um, I also want to speak to you with regard to the marina plan. Um, I have a lot of gray hair, and I'm a senior. My husband is a senior, uh, but we adopted a daughter, so we have a small child that lives with, with us in a small condo. Um, so, you know, my concern is about the 15% remediation, and what I understand is a lot of this started because the Herring Association suit the city because a lot of the fish were dying. Part of the plan is that they're going to build a small, a shallow play area where people can kayak and paddleboard in this area that is now toxic and it's only going to be 15% remediated. So what happens when somebody falls in? It's, it's going to be a health hazard and so we're concerned about it. Um, and you know, there's another shallow area on the west side of the harbor that's also not being used that was intended to be a play area. So that's a health hazard, and I think that is proof that this plan to build a shallow play area is just not a good idea. So again, we're asking for an evaluation of whether this is a good idea or not and, and consider the health hazards associated with it. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, we'll have Hank, Aaron, and then Holly. Hi, I'm Henry Evans, and I'm a Marina resident as well. I came here with Laura and May today and Aaron. And I usually keep my ear to the ground on things happening in our neighborhood, but I didn't know about this new boat harbor that was being constructed until two months ago when it was brought to my attention uh, almost by accident. And uh, we've talked to a number of people. We uh, don't know really anyone except for big boat owners who wants this new harbor. We're concerned about the uh, scarce level of remediation that's going to go into the gas house cove and also the number of parking spaces that are going to be eliminated apparently in the plan to uh, take this big project out. So uh, we would like the whole thing reconsidered. And again, uh, we feel that uh, it was not really broadcast to the public at all. People we've talked to, people who signed the petitions we've circulated, knew nothing about this. And we just don't think it's very fair or the way the city should be acting towards its residents. And it is beautiful area that they now want to totally enclose in a marina. So it's all to say. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, we have Aaron, Holly, and then Mary. Hello. I'm also making a comment about the Marina Remediation and Improvement Project. Um, it hasn't been publicized well to the public, even though there are flyers and mailers going out right now and, and boards. The boards are at the only far west end and far east end of the Marina Green, nothing in the promenade, which is really the affected area. Um, they are talking about a swap. The agreement that was negotiated was a swap between the boats in the East Harbor to be relocated in front of the Marina Green. But what I'd like to know is um, a change of use is required to do that. And I think ultimately the department that signs off is RPD. 
So they need to get a host of other sign-offs, including the PUC, the BCDC, the Water Authority, on and on and on. I think there's probably 12 agencies in all. And what is the status of that? And what is the definition of that area between the east and west harbors? Because as a swimmer, I walk down steps that go directly into the water and swim there. Um, and it feels to me like it was always intended to be an open space for the public to interact with the bay. And if it becomes a harbor, the green and that area will just become an accessory to the boats. And also, just to be really clear, there's a lot of boaters who aren't in favor of this, so I don't want to pit this as a boater versus non-boater issue. Um, the relocation of the fuel station is a big deal, and it hasn't been accounted for in the budget entirely. Um, the youth sailing programs are impacted. They're opposed to it. Uh, the U.S. Towboat Association is opposed to it. So please can reconsider. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, we have Holly, Mary, and then Marilyn. Good morning. The noise from a pickleball court reaches up to 70 decibels when a hard plastic ball hits a wooden paddle. That's the sound of a vacuum cleaner running next to me while I'm speaking to you in this room. Any noise exceeding 60 decimals is considered disturbing, hence the residential limits usually start at 55 decimals. Now multiply that sound by 5,000, the average number of pickleball hits in an hour. The math, 5,000 70 decibel smacks per hour on 12 courts, 12. We tax-paying citizens who live across the street from the Presidio Wall Courts endure over 720,000 70 decibel baps each and every day, all day long, every day of the week. These baps are heard inside our homes with the windows shut. The Department of Realtors are projecting home values within earshots of pickleball courts to drop at least 20 to 25 percent. Specifically, in Presidio Heights, it will result in a loss of property tax revenue, upwards of $6 million. I personally have suffered irreversible damages. My house has been on the market for six months. I have paid my mortgage and property taxes for 15 years. I have looked after my beautiful Julia Morgan house for 17 years. And I'm very frustrated because 12 pickleball ports were put in where the Presidio Trust ensured everyone that no pickleball courts would go in, and they can't help it on Julius Kahn because it's controlled by the Parks and Rec. So we are suffering as homeowners because we now have this noise that's unbearable all day long. From 6.20 in the morning, there were 25 people there at 6.30 this morning. And, you know, frankly, I'm not sure that there's a resolution Sorry, or that the residential community elapsed. has been taken into account in all these decisions that have been made over the last five years. Okay, we have Please help us. Mary. Thank you. Marilyn. And then, is it Cash? Yes. Hi, my name is Mary Tesluk, and I live at One Spruce. Um, I'm a neighbor of Holly's. And along with uh, several of my neighbors, our home is about 80 feet from the Presidio Courts. Um, I'm here to request that the May 15th temporary expansion of the Presidio Wall Courts be sunsetted. Um, that the front courts be returned to exclusive tennis, tennis usage. 
the back court pickleball hours be limited from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., and that the soundproofing panels that are becoming more popular um, across counties be installed. Um, this expansion from May 15th uh, has significantly affected us and our neighbors. We're woken up every day at 6.30 a.m. by 70 decibel sounds and shouting. Uh, we can't open our windows as the intense noise lasts all day from 6, 6.30 a.m. until the night. The, the final reservation time is, I think, 8.30 p.m. So it's 14 hours a day, every day. Um, what was four tennis players on the front courts is now 24 pickleball players, along with a significantly louder and more frequent popping sound and the yelling and the shouting and the screaming that goes along with this very passionate sport. The public property noise limit states that noise in parks should not exceed 10 decibels over 45. That's in San Francisco. Pickleball is recorded at 70, 70 decibels uh, 100 feet away from the source of the sound. The expansion has also disrupted the Presidio Trust Slow Street Program. Uh, West Pacific is now overcrowded and unsafe. Players often park in our driveways or illegally along the road. I also want to point out um, wildlife has been adversely affected. We've seen many of the bird species gone from the area because of this incessant noise, um, which is often described as gunfire by sound experts. We understand the desire to serve the popularity of this new sport, but it shouldn't be at the expense of the well-being of neighbors and wildlife. We thank you for considering a sunset of the May 15th temporary expansion. Thank you. Thank you. Before we have another speaker, normally we don't respond to public comment, but I do want to put a note into staff that uh, I would like to get a report on this. The last time this room was filled, it was with pickleball advocates screaming at us that there aren't enough courts in the city. But, yeah, but, but I'm very sensitive to the comment about the noise, and I think uh, I'd like to get some feedback from staff on it. Thank you. Okay, next is Cash. Marilyn. Oh, Marilyn, sorry. Come on up, Marilyn. Thank you. Um, <laughs> um, can you bring that down closer yeah. to you? Thanks. Uh, my name is Marilyn Heiss. I'm a 37-year resident of San Francisco, and I've been going to the Civic Center Farmer's Market for over 20 years. And I don't understand why you're in this city, and times are so tough, we're taking a gem, literally the heart of the farmer's market, something that works, works for the vendors, works for the people, I also volunteer at Glide. I see what it does for the people in that, in that place, in that neighborhood where it's a food desert, but everyone goes there. School groups are there. Everyone's going through. We've lo we lost vendors in the pandemic, but we're gaining them now. Why can't this skateboard park that's an experiment be moved to where you're moving the farmer's market and leave the farmer's market where it is so it can be expanded, so it can still be enjoyed by everyone, so the vendors can have their trucks behind them for safety reasons as well as for setup reasons? This is something that has worked for 50 years for everyone in the city serving an unserved community and serving this entire community. And you are working to destroy it. Because yes, are you saying it's temporary, it may go back? No, we all know that doesn't happen. We may lose vendors as that happens. And we cannot afford this. This is a way where everyone is able to afford healthy, good food. It's a farmer's market where the farmers have to sell, they have to grow what they sell. It is unique of all the farmer's markets in this city. And you are working to destroy it right now. 
and without any very the vendors were not um, were not um, put in the decision and the people who go. So I ask you, please. I know this is happening soon, but this is a gem of our city that is used by underserved and served and is the most equitable place I can imagine. And I don't want this destroyed. So please reconsider that move. It is so important to this city. Thank you. Thank you. Cash, and then um, we would be close to the 15-minute mark. We have three hands on the public line, just FYI. All right, let's just keep going as long as we can. Hi, my name is Cash. Uh, I own a bike shop about two blocks from the UN Farmer's Market, and I've been in the neighborhood on and off since 86. Um, it's not the greatest neighborhood, but it is mine. And the one thing that works down there and has worked for all that time is the farmer's market. You should know what staff is getting up to at the direction of the mayor, and I think you need to direct them to stop the project right now. It is blowing up in the press, and no one likes it. Everybody knows that the skate park is cover for putting a fence around the entire UN plaza to exclude everyone until the junkies and the the thieves market finds a new place somewhere else. It doesn't solve the problem. In fact, the problem is gradually being solved. If you go down there in the last couple of weeks, you'll see that at least during the day, there has been a consistent effort to clear out the people who started collecting there after the failed linkage center if, uh, didn't do a good job of creating a buffer zone. But if you do not stop this project, which was not approved by the farmer's market, and your staff has been lying to the public and lying to the press about their interactions with the market, the park and rec service is going to suffer all the negative blowback and the mayor is going to skate. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, is there anyone else in room 416 who has public comment before I move on to our line. Okay, Jeanette, can you um, unmute the first caller, please? You'll have two minutes. There's a chime at 30 seconds. You'll still have 30 seconds after the chime. Uh, Patricia Voy from Marina Calcala Neighbors to Merchants and Ads. Uh, my last visit to the commission was uh, I requested a meeting with Mr. Buell and Mr. Ginsburg, and I still have not heard from them about the Yacht Harbor issue and the water issues concerning the marina. Uh, and I still want that meeting as soon as possible, Mr. Buell. I see Mr. Ginsburg is not at the meeting today. I need it as soon as possible. Also, uh, uh, this this is a very interesting, complicated issue, and um, we have to discuss it. I also want to discuss the renovation of Diamond Number Four. I am going to put my comments in about the most honest farmers market about the United Nations Plaza. It's the best one in the city. Uh, number uh, four is. Um, um, there are other issues, jurisdictional issues between the Presidio and Park and Rec and the city, and we need to solve the problems as soon as possible. Mr. Buell, I beseech you to try to outreach with, with us 
to meet with with us as soon as possible so that we don't have to have confrontations. Um, and that that's my final comment. And uh, you nodded in agreement when I asked the first time. This is my second time. I will be in probably that um, standing office with a formal request now concerning this. And um, that's my final request. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It looks like we have still four hands raised. Do you want to continue? Let's keep going. Okay. Please unmute the next caller, Jeanette. Speaker, are you there? Hello. Hi. You have two minutes. Go ahead. Oh, hi. I didn't realize it was me. Yes, uh, I'm calling regarding the part of the city commerce market. And uh, as uh, Cash uh, said earlier, this is a, a very uh, a vital part of the area. Uh, and I have, I, I'm a resident of the Hay and I've been shopping there for decades. Um, I'm very uh, uh, disturbed about the plans to move the farmer's market into a smaller space on Fulton Plaza. And uh, I do not see why the city cannot find more space for it on Civic Center Plaza. I don't think that any interests of the farmer's market should be sacrificed for this experiment that is going to be performed on UN Plaza. While I uh, also support the idea of uh, doing something about the drug activity on UN Plaza, uh, I cannot see why the city must sacrifice the farmer's market when the east side of Civic Center Plaza is clearly uh, appropriate for the farmer's market and mostly available. So please look into better siting for the farmer's market. I'm, again, I'm, uh, as uh, everyone has pointed out here, this plan was foisted on us all without any discussion or planning, and we are really disturbed about it despite the press releases that have been going to the press about people being happy. We are not happy, and you will hear about this. Thank you. Next speaker. Good morning, commissioners. My name is Eliana Binder, and I'm the policy manager for Glide. We are very concerned about the impact on the community of relocating the heart of the city's city farmers market in UM Plaza. The move puts the whole market at risk due to the smaller space of the relocated area. There is no grocery store in the Tenderloin, so residents depend on this market for fresh, affordable fruits and vegetables. This move also comes at a time when people are feeling the impact of the cuts of the emergency allotments of CalFresh that gave people additional food benefits during much of the COVID-19 pandemic. Thousands of people uh, use their CalFresh at the market, and the market also participates in the market match program. It's truly essential that the market stay and any changes that 
um, put the market at risk um, are just are just unacceptable. Moving the market to the smaller parking lot will eliminate parking for the market and cut down on customers. Um, re relocating the market will also move it further away from BART, which will reduce access and passing foot traffic. The community and the market have not been consulted and engaged in this decision, and the impacted community members will be harmed. Please listen to the community and do not relocate the market. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker. Good morning, Commissioners. My name is Marnie Regan. I am with Larkin Street Youth Services, and I'm also the co-chair of the Homeless Emergency Services Providers Association. I represent over 30 service providers across the city, um, predominantly in the Tenderloin Civic Center and Soma area. Our clients and our staff are extremely worried about losing this farmer's market. They depend, we all depend quite heavily on not only all the vendors and the fresh produce, but the fact that they can use their the Kaiser match and double their uh, tokens, that is a huge um, benefit considering the food insecurity issues that are being, that, that's uh, heavily impacting our clients um, and the snap, <clears throat> the sudden snap um, cut uh, from the federal government a couple months ago. There's a huge food insecurity problem in this possible um, shrinkage and or losing vendors is causing an enormous amount of stress that is now burdening um, the organizations of those of us who are serving very uh, housing insecure or homeless uh, residents. Um, th this, this temporary moving um, and window dressing by the, the mayor does not solve anything that contributes to mental illness, lack of housing, or drug addiction, it literally just shoves a food source into a smaller space. And um, it makes no sense why the skate park doesn't just go next to the playground that's already there and occupy that space between the library and the Asian Art Museum. Why would you displace the farmer's market and cause so much stress? Uh, everybody is con highly concerned about vendors just not coming back, and we suddenly lose this farmer's market. It's a really terrible um, plan with no thought, no community input, as many other people have said. And I just need to emphasize the amount of stress this is causing on this, on this neighborhood that is already Thank under you. so much stress. Thank, Thank you. you. Okay, so that was the last comment, so we are going to move on from general public comment, but if anyone else calls in, that we can have more at item eight. Um, we are now on item five, the consent calendar. Um, is there anybody who would like to take anything off of the consent calendar today? I don't see any. Okay, then we'll move to public comment on the consent calendar. Is there anyone here to comment on item five? Okay, seeing none in room 416, do we have anyone with their hand raised on our line? Okay, that concludes public comment on item five. Commissioners? Chair, it'll entertain a motion. So moved. Second. Moved and seconded. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. So moved. Okay, thank you. We are now on item six, the Fillmore Turk Mini Park Renovation Contract Amendment. Good afternoon, commissioners. 
My name is Joanna Goodwin, and I'm a project manager with Reckon Park um, Capital and Planning Division. I'm here today regarding the discussion and possible action to amend the construction contract with OBS Engineering Inc. for Fillmore Turk Mini Park to increase the contract duration by 85 days, bringing the revised not to exceed contract duration to 300 days, which is greater than 10% over the original approved contract amount of 215 days. You've seen this project in conceptual design, approved the contract award, as well as an increase in the contract sum, and we are currently in construction wrapping everything up. We're really excited to reach this final milestone and hope for your approval. Fillmore Turk Mini Park is a 10,000 square foot park in Western Edition neighborhood. It's nestled by a three-story landmark building, uh, landmark brick building, three-story private housing, and one-story restaurant parking lot. The existing site consists of a small oval stage which sits at the end of the central lawn area that is surrounded by benches and game tables which encourage neighborhood event gathering, sitting, and picnicking. This project is fully funded. This is not a request for additional funds, only for non-compensatory time extension to the construction contract. The work began in December 2022 and we anticipate substantial completion by September 30th, 2023, and to be open by the public by the end of October. The additional work, along with unforeseen circumstances, circumstances such as site existing conditions and inclement weather affected the construction timelines and led to an increase in construction change orders. Additional scope was added to the project, which included site and landscape work and electrical infrastructure to address the needs of the community, which we have answered. And this was approved by the commission in October 2022. These unforeseen circumstances and modifications resulted in an increase in time, though the project is still estimated to be delivered to the community in the fall of 2023. We recommend that the commission approve the increase in contract duration for the Fillmore Turk Mini project to 85 days, bringing the revised not to exceed contract duration to 300 days over the original 10%, which was 215 days. Thank you. Thank you. All right, do we have any public comment on item six? Okay, seeing none, do we have any hands raised on our line? I don't see any hands raised. That concludes public comment. Commissioners? Chair, I'll entertain a motion. Uh, move to approve. Second. Moved and seconded. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. So moved. Thank you, Ioana. Thank you so much. Thank you. We are now on item seven, Stowe Lake Path Perimeter Project Contract Amendment. Good morning. My name is Steve Tucker. I'm a project manager for San Francisco Rec and Park heading Stowe Lakes Path Perimeter Renovation. Um, thank you for allowing me to speak. Um, the project is requesting an extension of 78 days, no more than 78 days, bringing the contract to 400 days, um, moving it no more past September 2023. The scope of project is mainly an overall path perimeter renovation, which is a larger pathway infrastructure of Stowe Lake. This has also included ADA upgrades and infrastructures to the parking lot and related services such as the restroom and accessible water fountains. Due to unforeseen conditions, we are asking for an extension um, with no longer than September 2020, end of September 2023 due to additional scopes and unforeseen conditions. Thank you. Okay, do we have any public comment on item seven? 
Seeing none in room 416, are there any hands raised? I don't see any. Seeing no public comment, public comment is closed. Commissioners? Seeing no questions, the chair would entertain a motion. So moved. Moved. Second. Moved and seconded. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. So moved. Thank you. Thank you. All right, we are now on item eight, general public comment. Is there anyone else in room 416 who has a comment that didn't speak during item four? Seeing none, do we have any hands raised? I don't see any hands raised. So seeing no further public comment, public comment is closed. We are now on item nine, commissioners matters. Commissioners, do you have any matters? I don't see any. Great. Do we have, an, nope. do you, oh, do you have a matter? Commissioner Louie. <laughs> um, so the, the small boat harbor, there is a public um, meeting to be held on Wednesday, August 23rd, and that's at 6 p.m. to 7.30 at the um, Moscone Rec Center. And then, then again, a second meeting for those who can't make the Wednesday meeting on Saturday at 2 p.m. So I plan to attend both. Um, I myself go to the Marina Greens every day, so I would like to hear more about the, the expansion and the cleanup. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Commissioner. Seeing no other comments. All right, do we have any public comment on Commissioner's Matters? Okay, seeing none in this room, no hands raised, public comment is closed. We are now on item 10, new business, agenda setting, anything from the commissioners? Okay. See any. Any public comment on item 10? Seeing none, public comment is closed. We're now on item 11, communications. Any public comment on item 11? Seeing none, public comment is closed. We are now on item 12, adjournment. Chair would entertain a motion to adjourn in the memory of Nancy Werfel. So moved. Moved and seconded. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. So moved. Thank you one and all. 